Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. What is going on, folks? Welcome back again to Snug Wrestling. My name is Edgar. Please be sure to hit me up on all my social media accounts at Snug Wrestling. Comment, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, the whole shebang. Today, we're going to be talking about AEW or All Friends Wrestling or All Drama Wrestling or whatever you want to call it. This is the episode, the first episode after the biggest wrestling show ever, AEW. All in, and we're already off to some crazy, crazy stuff going on in the wrestling world. We have another pay per view, an AEW pay per view, a week after All In. All Out is going to be this weekend. We also have a WWE pay per view this weekend as well, and so much stuff, so much stuff to cover, so much stuff to talk about, so many things to go over. So, of course, I'm going to do a uh, preview for AEW All Out or Brawl Out is what everyone's calling it nowadays so be on the lookout for that just really quick i want to thank everyone that's been riding with me so far showing me love on the youtube page i appreciate that once again at snug wrestling but let's get into some news It seems like people are still talking about the CM Punk and Jungle Jack Perry situation. And I've heard many, many crazy things. Some of them are unbelievable. But it looks like a lot of the stuff that is being said, mostly everyone, all the dirt sheets, everything that I'm reading online, everyone seems to be pointing the finger at CM Punk. And I covered this a little bit last week, but not too much. But because of all the crazy shit that I've been hearing, I was forced to cover it again. And I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about what I think about this. I figured since everyone else is throwing their two cents around about the situation, I would like to give my two cents about this. And this is what I think about this whole situation. So let's start this from the beginning. Okay, bear with me here. Take this trip with me all right so it started off a few weeks ago when jungle jack perry was on collision and he wanted to do a spot that involved some real glass correct everyone we all know that's how this started and apparently it got cleared by someone higher up in aw they said yes jungle boy you can do this somehow cm punk got a wind of this and either cm punk took it upon himself to go talk jack perry out of using real glass or someone in a AEW told CM Punk, go talk to Jungle Jack Perry, he wants to do this, and go talk him out of it. Either way, I don't think it really makes a difference. Long story short, Jack Perry didn't end up doing the spot with the real glass on collision. I don't know if it was Punk's 
decision or if punk talked jungle jack perry out of it it was reported briefly some of the dirt sheets made a few comments about it but it wasn't a big deal it was done it was over with and everyone moved on with their lives fast forward to all in jungle jack perry does a spot during his match during the zero hour versus hook that involved real glass jungle boy looks at the camera and knocks on the glass and says look real glass cry me a river of course everyone immediately knew that was a shot at cm punk after the jungle boy match after cm punk and samojo had their match there was the famous now famous altercation that happened backstage between cm punk and jungle boy and we've all heard about it right everyone and their mom is talking about this right there's reports saying that jungle boy stepped up to cm punk there's reports saying that cm punk went up to jungle boy asked him if he had a problem someone either got put in a headlock someone either got choked out whatever the case might be there was a altercation that took down backstage between these two could this have been avoided yes it could have been avoided in many different ways the first way since the very first time that these two had a disagreement that should have been the time and the place to nip this in the butt from that very first incident that happened in collision it needed to be addressed it needed to be stopped and it didn't it seems to be a lack of communication backstage between who is in charge did this spot get cleared or not is jungle boy allowed to do this or not this shouldn't even be an issue if cm punk really is the person that has the last say in collision if cm punk says i don't want you doing that on this show then guess what if he's the one that makes the decision then it's not happening if it's tony khan that makes the final decision and if tony khan clears it then cm punk needs to mind his business but somehow this was still an issue so that was one way that it could have been avoided from the beginning the second way why did jungle jack have to go on camera and take shots at cm punk no one was even talking about this altercation that happened at collision anymore it was done with it was over with we had enough drama going on already with the sad news of terry funk passing bray wyatt passing we were about to have the biggest wrestling show ever in all in no one was talking about the glass spot or the disagreement that jungle boy and cm punk had at collision nobody why did jungle boy have to go back and reignite this feud or this argument that happened backstage at, at collision when no one else was talking about it did jungle boy do it to get attention who knows but jungle boy he goes to business for himself but people refuse to look at that there's two sides to every story and everything seems to be pointing back at cm punk because of his history with backstage drama last year the thing that happened Happened with the elite this time last year exactly and now it's happening again with jungle boy so it's easy to point the finger at cm punk it's really easy to blame someone for all of this and cm punk right now he's the easy target however most people seem to be ignoring the big picture the bigger problem here is that there is no control in AEW. tony khan sends his guys out there to have these matches and he has no idea what they're going to do once they're out there 
It's a free-for-all out there. Tony Khan might determine the winners of the match, maybe the finish, but other than that, it seems like these guys just go out there on national TV and they say whatever they want, whenever they want, and they do whatever they want with no repercussions. Like, this type of shit would never happen in WWE. WWE, it is too scripted, but at least everyone there knows what they're supposed to do, and no one goes into business for themselves like this. Because if they did, guess what? they would probably get fired. And yes, I understand that one of the good things about AEW, one of the great things about AEW that a lot of the talent and a lot of the fans love is that there's a lot more freedom in AEW. There's a lot more creative freedom out there. You're not really forced to do stuff that you don't want to. You're not scripted. But also, that's starting to be a problem here. It's causing drama backstage, and the people are talking about the backstage drama more than the actual shows now now because of this what jungle boy did is went to business for himself to attract attention to himself for some reason and made a situation that wasn't really a big deal and tried to turn it into a big deal now the other thing too this probably would have never happened if there wasn't so many hardcore matches in all in at the Wembley anyway i mean we had a hardcore match jungle boy and hook we had the stadium stampede we had the coffin match and we also had the house of black that was also announced for the wild card that it was going to be no holds bar that's four hardcore matches in one night i'm probably forgetting one more i can't think of another one right now but you don't need to have four hardcore matches in one night so for the people that are saying that cm punk is the problem that cm punk needs to get fired i say that you guys are ignoring the bigger problem and that the people running this company are the real problem and the talent that are going to business for themselves on air live are also the problem could cm punk have avoided this yes i'm not completely defending cm punk cm punk might have some blame in all this but he is not completely responsible for all this shit that's happening backstage so for the people that think that by firing cm punk who's also one of the biggest stars and also cm punk got suspended and he's not going to be at all out which by the way is in chicago his hometown the biggest star that can draw the most money and the most people at a pay-per-view in Chicago is suspended because of all of this now. So please, people, believe me when I say, if you fire CM Punk, this shit is going to keep happening in AEW regardless because there's no control in that company. Wrestlers or talents or whatever you want to call them go to business for themselves on live TV and everyone can just run around and do whatever the fuck they want. This has happened with Sammy Guevara and Andrade this has happened with Eddie Kingston this has happened with multiple people not just CM Punk Whew. I just had to get that off my chest because man all the dirt sheets and everyone talking about this is just ridiculous like Miro somehow got jacked into this people are saying that CM Punk was trying to fight Miro other people are saying that they were joking and AEW is a hot fucking mess right now I don't know what's gonna happen the only thing I do know is that CM Punk and Jungle Boy are both suspended and they're not gonna be at all out which is unfortunate for the fans in Chicago that they're not gonna see their hometown hero CM Punk but enough about that let's get into this AEW show
AEW Dynamite started off with John Moxley and Commander. Why is this match even taking place? I have no idea. To me, this was a pointless match. Predictable. They were just throwing random matches together. Again, more reports going on that there was going to be some people missing the show because of Bray Wyatt's funeral. Other people were saying that it was because of illness. So there was going to be some changes made to the show. And it looks like this was one of the matches that just got thrown together last minute. And of course, as we all predicted, I'm sure John Moxley, he won this match. The Bucks and FTR had a video package. This was a video that was made after their match at All In, and it was pretty much an announcement for their match at All Out. FTR and the Bucks are going to be teaming up to face the Gun Club, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and the Gun Boys. So we're going to have an eight-man tag at All Out, and somehow FTR and the Bucks are still involved in some shenanigans with each other but this time they're going to be on the same team but at least we get to see FTR at All Out. Chris Jericho he comes out there and he's talking about his match at All In how he lost and also he feels kind of bad after how he treated his compadre Sammy Guevara after his match. So Chris Jericho sounds really apologetic and he calls out Sammy Guevara. Sammy and Jericho they hug it out it's all good bro but then they start arguing arguing not too long after that Chris Jericho says I could have done many things to win this match versus Osprey or you could have hit him harder with the bat so again we have a very similar feud that we see a lot nowadays especially you know with MJF and Adam Cole is he gonna turn is he not gonna turn and that's pretty much the same thing that's been happening here with Sammy Guevara and Jericho they have some tension Sammy Guevara says I still got your back and then they argue and then they hug it out out and then they argue and then they get back together so it's a lot of the similar stuff going on here it turned out that chris jericho and sammy guevara they're going to be teaming up next week less sex gods are getting back together and chris jericho and sammy they're going to go for the aew tag team titles up next we had wheeler yuda versus eddie kingston for the new japan strong open weight title so a new japan title is being defended on aew dynamite eddie kingston and Wheeler Yuta, these two guys were both involved in the stadium stampede and three days later they're both competing in this match I'm not the biggest Wheeler Yuta or Eddie Kingston fan so I'm not gonna lie to you I wasn't too excited about this match didn't really care too much about it I had a feeling that Eddie Kingston was gonna win this because it doesn't really make sense for a new Japan title to change hands in America because I highly doubt that Wheeler Yuta has any contract or any agreement over there in New Japan that would allow him to even hold this title in the first place and of course Eddie Kingston won this match the match to me wasn't really that great anyway and this Dynamite show is already not looking too good especially after being the Dynamite after All In the biggest wrestling show ever and then we have another video package from All In this was MJF and Adam Cole after their match MJF pretty much in 30 seconds he announced that that there's going to be two tournaments. One tournament is going to be taking place at Rampage, and it's for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships that Adam Cole and MJF now hold. The winner of that tournament is going to face them at All Out. So we're going to see MJF and Adam Cole at All Out versus the winner of this tournament. And there's going to be a second tournament for MJF's Triple B. And 
and we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Adam Cole, he comes out to the ring and he has a segment, but then Roderick Strong comes out and confronts Adam Cole, and Roderick Strong is accompanied by Mike Bennett and another guy that I didn't get his name because I'm not very familiar with him, if I'm being honest. Mike Bennett, he cuts a good heel promo and he explains the history between Adam Cole and those guys from Ring of Honor. Apparently, there's a lot of history there. They all know each other really, really well. And these guys, they feel like Adam Cole just uses people, including them. And they even called Adam Cole a leech. They think that Adam Cole is leeching onto MJF to get him closer to the title shot. And more friends wrestling, all friends wrestling here. Adam Cole says, no, MJF, he is my best friend. So more bromance stuff going on here. More, he's my friend. You're my friend. But I'm a better friend than he is. And Roderick Strong announces that he is going to enter himself into that tournament that's going to be taking place at Grand Slam next week because he wants to face MJF for the Triple B and he's going to show Adam Cole how to do it and he's going to do what Adam Cole couldn't do and that was beat MJF for the Triple B. And then we had a trios women's match. Chris Statlander, the TBS champion, Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose, Marina Shafir and Emi Sakura. Statlander, she ends up getting the pin for the babyface team but Shida and Britt Baker they have some tension they're arguing outside of the ring while Chris Statlander is in the ring celebrating and then Ruby Soho attacks Chris Statlander Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander they're going to be facing each other at All Out for the TBS championship again another random match just thrown in together I didn't really see a point to this either Nyla Rose Marina Shafir and Emi Sakura they're all single competitors never been in a tag team before ever never seen them team up together but they were put together in this match versus three of the top baby faces in the women's division so thank you for coming the acclaimed okay now this segment probably the best segment in the whole entire show and it wasn't even a wrestling match unfortunately it was a fun segment by the acclaimed they came out there and they presented new trios championships acclaimed version because these titles are pink and they're actually pretty cool looking i can't really hate too much on these belts the gold on these belts look pretty cool with the pink it's kind of flashy kind of bright so i kind of dug the belts and i also really thought this segment was really entertaining the main event was orange cassidy versus penta cero miedo and right off the bat i knew orange cassidy was gonna win this match the way that this was announced basically told me that at All Out, John Moxley was going to face Orange Cassidy for the International Championship and what do you know? I was right. Penta was in total control throughout this whole entire match. He was beating Orange Cassidy up left and right like there's no tomorrow but somehow Orange Cassidy I knew was going to get the upset like the usual Orange Cassidy way like he always does. So this match was pretty predictable. Orange Cassidy ended up winning with a roll-up after two pile drivers and one of those pile drivers was on the apron orange cassidy no sold them got the quick roll-up stole the win over penta and retains his championship so we're gonna have orange cassidy versus moxley at all out and oddly enough orange cassidy cuts a promo after his match something that i'm pretty sure has never been seen in AEW. i don't think orange cassidy has ever cut a promo before ever so we got to see a side of orange cassidy 
Cassidy that we've never seen before and that was kind of interesting Orange Cassidy cuts a promo on John Moxley and we're off to the races for All Out which is going to be taking place this weekend please be on the lookout for that prediction episode I'm going to be dropping that soon and that was AEW Dynamite thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon we